Cook. Welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you our expectations, and then go watch it while we eat some snacks, and then get pretty high. I am the one and only Mantis Toboggan, and I was going to do the theme song from King of the Hill, but I will save you from that. Why not? That's pretty good. I'm Brianna, and I think I should have been on King of the Hill. And today we'll be watching Nomadland. Nomadland is based on the novel of the same name by Jessica Bruder. It is written for the screen, directed by... Chloe Zhao and stars one of the most talented people in Hollywood, Frances McDormand. Before we get into the movie of the night, Brianna and I are going to talk about our expectations and discuss some things we learned about it while lazily scanning the internet. I am all types of flubs tonight. Mar- I know, I know. You don't have to tell me every time. I know when I hear the knock to say the announcements. Thank you. Uh, please stay tuned for after the uh, review to listen to the Golden Globe Loves, Snubs, and Flubs. Uh, thank you very much. Good Appreciate it, Marjorie. You're, you're becoming a real professional over there. Tidbits. Titty. Nice. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Uh, Francis McDormand and producer Peter Spears optioned the film rights back in 2017 so Frances McDormand read the book she really enjoyed it and she was like I'm gonna make this fucking movie and I'm gonna star in it uh she actually said she was always gonna become like a nomad when she turned 65 she was gonna like change her name to Fern like this is what she told her her husband one of the Cohen brothers and (laughs) she was like I'm just gonna go live in an RV and do that she said that when she was in her 40s but now she's in her 60s and she's not really gonna do that but she decided to use the name Fern as the main character in this movie um, after seeing Chloe Zhao's film, The Rider, at the 2017 Toronto International Film Festival, Frances McDormand decided to ask her to work on a project with her. So her and Spears, her and Peter Spears, met with Chloe Zhao at the Independent Spirit Awards, and Chloe Zhao was like, fuck yeah, I'll direct your movie, and I'll write that shit <laughs> for, for you, <laughs> Frances McDormand. And, um, the filming for Nomadland took place over four months, Brianna. I feel like that is a, a a very reasonable amount of time to, to film a movie. Okay. I think what? it's a reasonable amount of time, too, but it was filmed in, like, seven states. And so if we're talking actual reasonable time to go to seven states, you can't pump out seven states in, like, two uh, months. That's too much. You're so, you're so right. So, again. That's not enough time at all. As usual, we're, like, blown away. <laughs> The film industry is overworked, people. That's what we're <laughs> discovering. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, so so it took place over four months in the fall of 2018 while Chloe Zhao was splitting time between the set and pre-production for Eternals, which is very exciting. I'm excited for that movie, Brown. I'm sure you are too. I am, but I'm just like, when is it? Like, if it doesn't take that long to film stuff, why does it take so long for things to come out? Like, that's what I'm it's, trying to get at. Because it's Marvel. That's just how Marvel <laughs> rolls. So Francis McDormand, Chloe Zhao, and others uh, lived out of vans over the course of production. I think that's pretty interesting. Um, and real-life nomads that Jessica Bruder interviewed for the book, Linda May, a woman named Swanky, or a man named Swanky, I don't really know yet, and someone named Bob Wells. They're all in the movie. And I guess none of them knew that Frances McDormand was a famous actress. 
Like, they just did it now? Like, I don't know. Like, these people lived lives before becoming nomads, or maybe they didn't. Like, how do you not know who Francis McDormand is? That's, that's, that's pretty weird. Francis McDormand is very talented, as I said before. She is in Fargo, and the latest thing that she was in that I, I was blown away by was Three Billboards Out of Ebbing, Missouri. Have you ever seen that movie, Brianna? If no, you I wanted you really to. Should. I wanted to, but I like it was one of those movies that I would have had to watch on a plane, and I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, so I didn't want to be watching it like next to someone. You know, you know, you don't want people judging you. No, you don't want anybody judging you. Okay, Chloe Zhao said in an interview that she got an email from Frances McDormand at first. Like, that's how they first connected. And she said she geeked out when she saw the email. I was like, I was like, girl, me too. I would too. Shit. <laughs> I would totally, like, 100% think it's, like, spam. Right? I'd be, like, I'd, be like, I'd be like, is this not? This isn't real. And then if I found out it was real, I'd lose my fucking shit. I'd poop my pants. I would poop my fucking pants. I would probably, like, throw up. <laughs> So Chloe Zhao said that the shoot moved so quickly from place to place, right? Because this, okay, so this even backs up the fact that it was shot way too fast, just like every other movie <laughs> in Hollywood, apparently. Uh, she said she had to fit her prep work in wherever she could. And she said uh, she recalled holding one meeting in a Planet Fitness parking lot, and the work cycle was constant. She said they would find like 50 people in a random place, film them, and then they would all show like the production team the video to see like who they wanted to to have in that shoot for the day Mm -hmm. and and then they would and then they would film it so they didn't really cast people until they got to places so it was just like on not only are you filming you're casting too like on the fly like this movie sounds bananas when you think of it from well from that aspect of things i read on the interwebs that besides francis mcdormand and the other guy who is that guy in every single movie but you're not sure what his name is like i just found out his name today and i've watched him in a bunch of things besides him in france or fern everybody in the film is a nomad and that's why like they picked up people as they went because they were all just like hey you know you're laying around the nomad camp that we're filming at you want to be in this movie dog and they were like hell yeah i want to be in this movie francis who who cares (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's fucking that's fucking incredible did you find anything else um, no, that was a really it besides, you know, the things that you've mentioned. I just, uh, I'm ready for this film. I feel like no one's really written anything, like, juicy about it. Are we gonna be, like, the people that uncover juicy stuff? I did read that there is boobies. Ooh, boobies. Well, I've just heard it's incredible and one of the best the, the best films of the year. At the time of recording, Brianna, it has a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb based on 16,634 reviews. It also has a 95% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, based on 296 reviews, and a 75% audience score based on less than 50 reviews. So I'm assuming those are dullards that don't understand the nuance of a Francis McDormand film. I'm kind of wondering about the IMDb score. Usually, IMDb... That's pretty... That's... 20% is off. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, that's that's pretty crazy. It also has a 95% on Metacritic and an 89% of Google users like this movie. Yeah, but we fucking don't care. We don't care. We don't care. I, I've, <laughs> I've been waiting for this thing like Brianna was waiting for Promising Young Woman. I love movies set in reality that have that kind of, have a certain kind of look, and I love movies on the road. I am I am so stoked for this thing. Did you ever see Wild? No, what's that? It's a little, like, compared to Nomadland, I'm assuming it's a little bit cheesy, but it's a, a real-life story based on a woman who tracked, like, the the Appalachian Mountains by herself. Oh, that's with, um, 
Reese Witherspoon. Yes, I did see that actually. Yeah. That was that was pretty good. She did a really good job in that movie. How do you not know that? Okay, well, I know you have been mentioning Nomadland for quite a long time. You mentioned it last year when you wanted to watch it because we all got fooled and thought we could watch it and then it didn't actually come out yet. 2020 is just one big lie. <laughs> Brianna, will you give me the synopsis while I pack my bunk? Yeah, you ready? It's pretty quick. Oh, okay, yeah. It's over. No. <laughs> <laughs> ready? A woman embarks on a journey through the American West after losing everything during the recession. Sick. Can't, I, I really can't wait. And that's, I, I usually say can't wait, but I, I, I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to sound sarcastic. So, all right, baby, pack up your bongs, pack up your bowls, get those dab rigs cranked. Let's do it in three, two, one. Well, we're back. <sighs> watching Nomadland. Trigger warning, death and shitting. (laughs) Brianna, I usually, some people might say that I have uh, some strong feelings sometimes, that I might come in a little hot. Um, But I really am so mellowed out by this this movie today. It was was a joy to watch. It was very enjoyable. Uh, I was just kind of soothed by the whole thing. And Francis McDorbin took a shit with no toilet paper. Multiple times, yeah. At the very beginning of the movie, you see Francis McDormand take a shit, and uh, it's the the most beautiful shit I've ever seen taken in my entire life in terms of setting. I would love to have taken a shit there. Shot in South Dakota, Nebraska, Nevada, California, and Arizona. You can get a tall boy soup, apparently, in those some of those places. Brianna, what'd you think of Nomadland? I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like I want to be a nomad. Oh, dude. I'm like 98 on that. <laughs> yeah. If my girlfriend's listening to this right now, Pack up, honey. We're moving to South Dakota. <laughs> oh, man. I want to hit the road. <laughs> I want to be a nomad, man. Oh, God. But at the same time, I, I'm kidding. I don't want to be a nomad. It, it sounds terrible. Uh, but but at the same time, like, yeah, man. Like, tall boy soups and, and guys named Dave. All about Dave. it. I think if I, if I had to be a nomad, I'd be ready. But, like, it's definitely not a choice I want to make. This movie is... I just want to put this out there right out front. It's the... One of the, if not the prettiest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. We watched Get Duked earlier in the year, and I thought that was just a beautiful movie. Any movie that has that can capture rolling hills and, and mountains and all that kind of beautiful wonder into the camera is, is doing a great job. But this movie was just on a different level. 75% of this movie is shot outside, and it's all incredible. Like, there was not one shot in this entire movie that outside that was not breathtaking if you looked past the camera it's all it was all very understated it doesn't take away from the story at all but it's always there it's always in the backgrounds and i didn't realize how beautiful fucking south dakota was well that's a shame of you because they wouldn't have put all those washington's heads out there if it wasn't that pretty i guess people forget people forget there's other parts of south dakota in my opinion rihanna the best shot movie of the year so far or just in general like ever like in year. in terms of in terms of like the Oscar season that we're in right now, I think that this is going to win for cinematography. Honestly, like, like yes, but I think just going by judging a book by its cover, which I love to do. I never saw it, but I feel like Minari might have some good uh outside shots. That that yeah, I think so too, but I feel like the farms of Arkansas, which still beautiful the ruralness of arkansas still beautiful is 
nothing in comparison to the fucking deserts of Arizona and the plains of South Dakota. The way they captured in this movie, I, I mean, we're gonna have to see Minari. I'm gonna have to see it before the uh, before the Oscars to to really make my final pick. But this movie was just breathtaking all around. I really, I I, I can't say that enough. The movie was super enjoyable. It's not for everybody. No, this movie is one hundred percent not. You have to. You're you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to take it at face value. It is about a woman who is a nomad that travels around and works. There's there's not there's no twists. There's no turns. It's very it's very straightforward, but it's very poignant and meaningful. And there's a great story underneath it. I think Frances McDormand is gonna win the Oscar for best actress. This she had movie... to shit out in the middle of nowhere and in a bucket. <laughs> if she doesn't win... It, yeah, we're rioting, Brianna. In the streets. Yeah, in the streets, flipping cars. It's it's really about her the whole time. There's David, Shring Ring Ring, who, who does a good job, I guess. Um, I really liked the Nomads. They did a great job of... Of bringing those people in, and I—I I, I mean, I thought they were great for the for the roles that they were given. I really, I really thought so. Brianna, we found out where they make anal beads. Yeah, they melon ball them right out of the rocks from the desert. <laughs> just <laughs> stick them on a on a pole, a little pole. They get little metal spikes and they stick the rocks. The high on quality them. ones. That's where they come from. Uh, did not I mentioned earlier, but did not know that they made tall boy soups. Had no idea, but they do apparently. I. I haven't looked for like a normal like can of chicken noodle soup in a long time. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's a hot thing out there where a lot of nomads are and they're like, you know, we don't have a lot of space so we can't be buying those like big ones, but we don't want to buy a little one because that's such a waste. So maybe Campbell's was like, let's get this tall boy one and uh, sell it to nomads exclusively. (laughs) Nomad size. (laughs) That's that's the main reason I couldn't be a nomad because I hate soup so much they seem to eat a lot of soup in the in the nomad world that and stew yeah well i mean you can really stretch it it goes a long way for a lot of people and it's easy if you're sitting in your van by yourself you just heat it right up well listen we already decided that fern is brianna the main character is brianna just that lives in a van she's very off put by human interaction she she gets really uncomfortable when people try to talk to her and then when people try to be nice to her and be like hey fern like you're great thanks she's just like okay bye and she just walks away and brianna is the queen of that just being like okay bye i'm leaving this this space right now to leave the uncomfortableness of human interaction yeah but like when fern talked to people she was super friendly to them she wasn't like a bitch or anything well you're friendly you're not a bitch you're pretty friendly when you don't know the person i think that you're friendlier when you don't know somebody well yeah you don't know if they're like murderers or not yeah seeing it in action (laughs) you're definitely friendlier to people that you don't have as much interaction with I could be talking to, like, Ted Bundy. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, God help the people that you know. God help the people that you like. Oh, she's so mean yeah. to me, everybody. <laughs> you yell at me all the time. Don't, it's because you're a stupid to, bitch, make, Brianna. <laughs> don't try to, you know, blame me. How many popcorn bags are you giving this wonderful, wonderful movie so we can move into the spoiler zone? Talk about some detailed things. I'm giving things. it a 40 out of 50 only because it's not for everybody. I'm not going to say that you're going to have to be like an art house movie fan to enjoy this movie, but there's no bings and bangs. There's no swoops and swallows. There was no blood. Like, just, <laughs> no, you know. no. If you like, if you're just like, a, I'm just the kind of person that really enjoys a Marvel movie or a horror movie or, you know, something that's maybe not a thinker. If you're not, if you're not into movies that are thinkers, 
this is just not going to be for you. It's not like you have to sit there the whole time and be like, what the fuck is this movie about? But uh, it's it's it doesn't like lay it out yeah, on a cool. platter for you. Yeah, cool. Can you just give your uh, your popcorn rating now? Yeah, I can. I'm giving it a 44 <laughs> out of 50 popcorn bags. Uh, okay. I thought I thought it was super super enjoyable. Um, Honestly, it's it's not the best movie of the year in my personal opinion. Best shot movie of the year might win best direction. I would recommend it to people i know but it's not like a movie that is gonna go down in time as like the best movie but it is like enjoyable to watch like i feel great that i watched it will i ever watch it again probably not but it's nice it was nice to see and it's i think it's a movie that should be on your list to yeah. see especially since it's free i, I completely agree and it's 100 percent in the top top five uh for movies that we've watched on the mm-hmm. on the podcast it's it's wiggled its way in there so definitely go check it out. It is definitely on the top 10 list for the year. Do we put this on 2020? Like, no, this is 2021. Te- I mean, right? It technically got released in 2021. So I feel like we got to wait for, we got to give it a 21. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see where it ranks at the end of this year. But yeah, definitely go check it out. Obviously giving it a yes. Unless you don't like quote unquote boring movies, then you're just going to fucking straight up hate this thing. I'm just going to be honest with you. There's a reason it has a 75% uh, audience score on IMDb, right? Let's just be <laughs> honest. Um, spoiler zone. <laughs> she shits in a bucket. <laughs> uh, is that your favorite part? She shits in a bucket and wipes with paper towels, and she Ooh. like it. It smells so bad that she like it's sits loud. there and she's like, "Oh my god, yeah, it it's loud." Messy. It's like some shit ASMR, and she's like, "Oh my god, I gotta crack a window." She didn't have any poopery because poopery wasn't invented back then. But I'm pretty sure they had essential oils, which is all poopery is. So she could have sprinkled some of that in there. She could have dropped one of those anal beads in there with some essential oil on it. Something. It definitely smelled like <laughs> hard shit in there. At one point in time, some guy's like, "Hey, can I check out your van?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'll give you a tour later." And I was def, I was like, "She definitely just like shit in that bucket and needs to empty it out before she lets anyone in that fucking van." I mean, can you just imagine what those are like, the shits are like out there when all you're doing is eating tall boys of soup and like <laughs> mysteries, Drinking Coors Lights. She was cracking <laughs> Coors Lights down there too with the young guns. Yeah, uh, so. Ugh. One of my favorite parts, Brianna, was Dave and how he had his pin number, like his like voicemail <laughs> pin number on some tape on his cell phone so he could remember it really it. could have been any <laughs> pin number we don't really know yeah, what the number it was been for atm pin it just said pin and then it was a four digit number it was just such like an that old felt guy so real <laughs> yeah, it felt so real it on his flip so phone that <laughs> is flip phone is crazy um that's the only favorite part i have written down because the the rest of the movie i uh what was your favorite setting I think mine was definitely the Badlands in South Dakota. Um, I really, I don't like know where it was because. Well, they shot in South Dakota, Nebraska, Nevada, California, and Arizona. Those are the those are the five places that they shot. Uh, if I was to guess, maybe it's Arizona. I don't know. Wherever she works at the Amazon place and stays outside in like that big Bob Ross fan community, I liked that's, that one. That's South Dakota. That's oh, was Dakota. it? How yeah. do you know? Because that's where they started. Yeah, but she goes to like South Dakota in the middle of it too. I know she goes back because she's then she's going to like work at like fucking. Um, I know wall drugs in South Dakota. Yeah, the wall drugs in South Dakota, and then she went to the Nebraska for the 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 pumpkin fest. 
Beat um, festival, but that's okay. The beat, the beat festival. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe those were beets. They weren't potatoes. Oh, that's oh. a good point. Oh. oh, there's a point in time where for, where Fernie's just shoveling potatoes. What we thought were potatoes, but they're definitely beets. Looking back on it, yeah, gotta gotta yeah. follow along, Brianna. Gotta follow along. See, everybody, keep. Just Bitch, you're the one that told me they were potatoes when I said, are those potatoes? You said, yeah, those are potatoes, for sure. Um, how do you think Chloe Zhao did? Oh, Chloe Zhao, Yellow Lives Matter. She is bringing us to 2021. The promise Take it, lands. Chloe. And are, let me ask you a question. Are you more excited for Eternals now? She's like a, she's a good director. Like, she's... Uh, I don't have anything against Chloe Zhao, but maybe she i don't know it's hard to tell because this movie was definitely nothing like i expect eternals to be like there was no, no punching swiping kicking but she's an so. auteur she is a she is a a filmmaker when filmmakers get the helm on marvel series i think that a better job is done uh john favreau taika itt you know did you have any other favorite parts not really i really liked <laughs> The pin number, I really liked the tall boy of the chicken noodle soup. There's some cute dog. Let's talk about the nomads. I really liked the nomads. They interweave uh, different nomads that they found on the road um, as like staple characters. Essentially the B story. The, the B story is essentially, the A story is Frances McDormand going around the country and trying to find work. And the B story is her interacting with these other nomads and understand, and then and, and them teaching her different things along the way because uh, she's coming from a place where she lost her husband the mill where she worked at and lived shut down so she didn't have a home and that's why she had to become a nomad um and she was never able to let go of any of her possessions she kept them in a storage locker where she initially lived and by the end of the movie she ends up giving that all away kind of kind of freeing herself and um and and living once again because she was just she as she said in one point in time in the movie she was just remembering too much and she was just kind of not foregoing living and i i thought it was it was really captivating what about least favorite parts brianna mine was straight up Fran watching francis and was dormant take a shit that was my only least favorite part <laughs> the, the rest of the movie's fantastic <laughs> Um, I didn't really have any least favorite parts. There was just one scene where I was like, oh, and she was in uh, South Dakota cleaning the public like restrooms for the park that they all live in. And there was at one point either shit or puke on the toilet and she just wiped it up like a champ. And I'm pretty sure it was shit, but I told myself it was puke. Yeah, I think I think it was shit. I could like smell <laughs> that. I could smell it when it popped up on the screen. I went, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, it was definitely shit, uh, but I'll let you think it was throw up just for your own sanity. I have to be real with everybody. Normally when we say like, oh, we don't have any least favorite parts and then we give a few least favorite parts in this movie specifically, I really can't give you any least favorite parts. Like the, the writing was really good. The acting was really good. And the directing was really good. The acting, you can't really complain about the acting because it's just really Francis McDormand and then random people that they cast. They're not actors. You're not expecting them to give you Oscar-worthy performances, but Francis McDormand sure as shit does, and she she anchors the whole movie, and so it's... I have no complaints. I think it's a great movie. I think it's going to get all the nominations that it deserves. I'll, I don't know if it's going to win Best best Film. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens <sighs> with that. Very interested to see what happens with that. It'll definitely win Best Drama at the Golden Globes, but the Golden Globes are 
No one no one trusts the Globes anyway. Well, it's easier for them to win at the Globes. Not like that it's easy at all to win a Globe, but they have them like into different categories. Exactly, it's split. Like, they're broken down a little more, but I don't know. We're going to have to watch Minari because that's going to be, I think that's going to be the real, the real contender there. We'll see what happens. I think we should watch it. I think we should watch it, but I don't want to watch it because I think I might cry. So maybe you can you can watch it and tell me about it. We're going to have to watch it together because if you cry, then we're going to have to record that. I'm going to have to record Brianna coming back to the episode. I'm going to be like, well, we're back for watching Minari. And Brianna's going to be like, I, I, I think it was, like, it was pretty good. Like, no, honestly, I haven't cried in a really long time, so I think I'll be fine. Well, it's because you're dead inside. <laughs> Tidbits. <laughs> no, I mean headlines. <laughs> Read all about it. <laughs> it's not headlines. What is it yeah. called? No, it's uh, uh, Loves, Flubs, and Blubs. There's no headlines this week, everybody. <laughs> Just for the record, we are going to go over our loves, our snubs, and our flubs for the upcoming Golden Globes uh, on Sunday. So, Brianna and I are just going to give you a few of our... Um, we're re- Yeah, we're going to give you our opinions about <laughs> people that got nominated. <laughs> on a few things that we loved that got nominated, a few snubs from the Golden Globes, and then a few things that the Golden Globes uh, really fucked up on and should not have even nominated or touched in any kind of way. So, Brianna, why don't you, why don't you start us off with loves? What do you love? Loves. Ready. I'm going to fire them at you. Give me I a- loved... Best Picture, Promising Young Woman. Best Actor, Riz Ahmed. Best Actress, Maria Bakalava. Bakalova. Baklava. Baklava. I love it. I love it. I have Promising Young Woman and Maria Bakalava in my loves as well. What's your other one? My other one is Tina Fey and Amy Poehler getting the hosting nod. I love those two ladies. They're so funny. <laughs> okay, they, do a gr- okay. they do a great job at hosting. I would love for them to there for, be an audience there, but they're... They're they they work well on stage. They're comedians. They're like there's two of the best comedians on the planet. So I have all the confidence in the world. I think that if if anybody can do it without an audience, it's these two. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that. Uh, but promising young woman more than deserved. And Maria Bakalava, just uh, I'm really excited that she got a nom. I hope that she gets more work moving forward. She really broke out in Borat too. And I know that sounds crazy. Because of the character that she played. But if you watched Borat 2, it's just kind of bananas that he plucked this girl out of nowhere. And she went toe-to-toe with Sasha Baron Cohen. Toe-to-fucking-toe with him, though. She was just as funny as him. And if not if not funnier in Borat 2. Uh, and he really set her up for that. So that's it's, it's awesome. What about some snubs, Brianna? Oh, you want my snubs? You want to hear me? I want to hear your snubs. I think we all know Brianna's number one snub. Lakeith Stanfield. I knew you were going to say snub. it. I didn't write it Fucking down because snubbed. I knew it. Another one? Best Actor. We haven't seen it, but Minari, Stephen Ewan, hello? I don't know if I said that name right. Sorry. Shame on me and my ancestors. Why didn't he get a nomination? You know, everybody's talking so much so much, so much, much about Minari. I'm hearing that Minari's going to get snubbed from the Oscars because they're trying to make it seem like it's a foreign film, even though it was set and filmed in America. Bitches. In the U.S. You want to hear my last snub? I do. You want me, you want it like the blood to boil in your body? Yeah. Best director, Darius Martyr. Really? Sound of Metal. That's bananas to me. I, for my snubs, I have The Sound of Metal. Just the movie. Okay. The fact that it didn't get a nomination is is abysmal. That was an amazing, incredible, thoughtful movie. What are your other snubs? One of my other snubs is just everything that has to do with Uncle Frank. 
I'm so surprised oh. not even fucking Paul Bettany got a nomination. Like, dude, there's there's 10 people you could have nominated. And um, I mean, I don't this would have been a drama, I guess. But I think he did a really good job. What about an what about a a, a supporting character for for my guy there? the His boyfriend in that movie. I can't even think of his name right now, but he did a fantastic job. You know what? I totally forgot about Uncle Frank. Not in like a like a bad way, like it's forgettable, but I thought that maybe Tom Holland should have got a, a nomination, a Golden Globe nomination. He was really good in Devil All the Time. That movie was really good. That does not get yeah. enough praise. We're we're like six months into that movie be, have been out, and that's not talked enough. That movie was really really good. Like not that even needs to Nom. Be like we don't want him to win or any. Like I want him to win, but like we're not expecting him to win. But not even like a little like nudge. Yeah, not even like a little hey hey like. Like good for you. Like that's why the globes are the globes are fucking bullshit. And also the the movie itself, <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah, not getting nommed. Like the movie, it did not get a nomination. You know what I also thought was weird when I was looking at it was Daniel um, Kaluuya, because that's what I'm just calling him now. Kaluuya, yep. Kaluuya didn't. He got like a supporting actor. So like, yeah, he like what, Stanfield was the main character in that movie, and he didn't get anything. That's fucking yeah. bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. The Globes are trash. The Oscars got to rectify all you this bullshit. You smell that bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> Let's go on to flubs, Brianna, and I want to get it started, okay? Oh, I, I know you want to. I can feel it. Oh, why would they nominate Bill Murray? He was not good in that movie. The On the Rock sucked. He played no role. He was just fucking Bill Murray in that movie. It makes no goddamn sense. He does not deserve a nomination for that role. That movie sucked. Don't go see that movie. He should not have been nominated for it. I, I, I just, I want to scream it from the fucking mountains. He was the best part of that movie, but that whole movie sucked. So it really doesn't say much about it. No, no. Like that's like having, like, that's like being like, oh, my favorite part about going to the dentist is the part where I get to leave. Like, I don't it like is. give a shit. Like Bill Murray sucks. Not Bill Murray sucks. That's aggressive. I'm sorry. I should, I should. Bill Murray does not suck. But he sucked in that role, and that movie sucked, and his part in that movie sucked, and that whole the whole plot to that movie was just fucking stupid and weird and bad. Sofia Coppola, get your shit together. My second flub, Brianna, and I kind of feel like you might have this on your lift, list too. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto in The Little Things. Nope, I don't have that. What are they doing? I can't believe that Jared Leto got in there and not our boy Tom Holland. Right? You, Have you people you wanna, seen the little you things? You want a light of hate fire? <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this podcast right now, you may have not seen The Little Things because we shit all over it after we saw it. <laughs> but holy fuck, Jared Leto was bad. I'm pretty sure we, we talked about how Jared Leto was the best part of that movie and he played a really good creep, but he was not good enough to get a nomination. Like, he just yeah, played a like, really good in creep. In terms of... Okay, he wasn't creepy. <laughs> he was just a little weird. But in terms of all the other people that got nominated, he was like the most fine of them all. <laughs> yeah, no one deserved a nomination. Like Rami Malek did not deserve a nomination, neither did Denzel. But you shouldn't give it to fucking Jared Leto just because. Like that's like so- out of all three of them, yeah, you shouldn't have given it to him. Like also, if you're gonna give it to someone, like don't give it to him though. Yeah. Also, not for nothing, but I've got a feeling that he wasn't acting too much. <laughs> Okay, and he might just be fucking as weird and creepy as he is in that movie. And I bet you he talks to his cult pe- members like that, so. And also, my last flub, Brianna, is the prom. <laughs> I had that one. 
I don't even have anything. Like, that just speaks for itself. Literally, I have written down flubs, anything prom was nominated for. (laughs) Yeah, because James Corden got a fucking nom, too. Like, I haven't seen the movie. I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't be, But he's in, like, music or comedy, so, like, I can see where, yeah, they just throw them to anybody. Yeah, they're just like, whatever, fuck (laughs) it. Like, and I get it. Like, oh, you you haven't even seen the movie, man. Just can't go shitting on it. Like, nah, dude, I don't have to see fucking the prom to know that it sucked ass. And should not have gotten a nomination. Like, there's other movies. You know how many fucking movies came out last year, man? I know it was 2020 and pandemic. A lot of good movies came out. A lot of funny movies. A lot of good musicals and shit. Like, you don't have to fucking just toss out random nominations to the highest goddamn bidder. Fucking shit. What else you got for flubs, Brianna? Okay, so here, I have two that I haven't seen the movies yet, but I consider them flubs because I'm a bitch. So... (laughs) Best actor, Tahar Rahim in the Mauritanian. I could fucking care less. The Mauritanian got a nom. I didn't. I didn't. I did. I. I must have glossed yeah, right over that. He got a best. He got a best actor. So some. I don't know. We never saw the Mauritanian because we didn't care. We didn't give two shits about it. But yeah, this guy got a, a nomination. But our boy Tom Holland didn't get it. Lakeith didn't get it. But this little bitch did. We talked anyway. about that movie in trailer talk one time, and that looked terrible with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was about, so there you go. doesn't say much, mm-hmm. but I would at least remember a snippet if it was good. Mm-hmm. Another one that I'm judging a book by its cover, sorry, it's gonna. I'm going to sound like some sort of, I don't know, Yellow Lives Matter, like extremist, but Dev Patel in The Life of David Copperfield, I could give literally two shits about as well. Yeah, his he's got a new movie coming out, Dev Patel does. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks really fucking good, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where this is coming from. He's a really good actor. I enjoy him in things, but but literally, like the only thing that this whole movie got nominated for was him. I feel like, and it's in just my because of yeah. scans of the nominations, and it's probably because he stood out so much in the shitty movie. He was probably so super good in this like really yeah, horribly put together thing. How good was he? How good was he? Yeah, he's not gonna win. Well, we'll, we'll see. Play, the Globes is fucking. Did bananas, he play dude. a black? panther infiltrator no he didn't so yeah okay just checking chick from emily from paris got a nom that's garbage you want to know my last one yeah best actress sarah paulson for ratchet oh did you watch ratchet no but like again i'm sorry there was so many other things that came out for tv that had other people that were in caucasian that easily could have been nominated and i'm sorry but sarah paulson has played a creepy lady for i don't know her entire career that we know about so i don't really think it deserves a nomination sarah paulson always gets nommed man sarah paulson always but there gets was plenty nommed. of other people plenty of other people they just totally blazed right over in the tv category that fucking chick from um I will destroy you about like she wrote a whole fucking TV show about her experience with rape and it was like super yeah. it was on HBO and like super everybody loved it and like she didn't even get a fucking nom Mm-mm. so the Golden like Glo- I'm sorry but like I just I, you know I can't sorry Sarah Paulson I like you no the Globes are a joke we are in agreement right now Brianna that the Golden Globes are the Metacritic and Google users like this <laughs> Of the awards They're world. even like a joke to like the actors. Those are the ones where everyone just gets like fucking wasted at. Yeah, it's also the one where no, sometimes people just won't go if they're if they're nominated. Like you'll see tons of times like, oh, this person didn't show up today because they don't give a shit. It's their fifth award. Yeah, they literally had other things to do like watch like paint dry or something. 
I will. I wish I could be watching paint dry while the Golden Globes are on, but I will be watching every bit of the Golden Globes, 100%, every single second of it. And me and Brianna will give you all our hot takes about it. Brianna, did you watch anything else this week? Because we can't take that away from the people, too. Yeah, we don't want to end on the negativity. No. I watched, uh, I binge-watched all three seasons of Cobra Kai. Oh, shit. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Did you like it? They're only, like, half-hour episodes, so it's not that hard. You're a fan, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should I check it out? I've seen the well, first season. Well, you know, I kind of thought it was, like, for teens. I, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, go on. Like, teens, tweens, but... It really, if you don't ever, if you've never seen the other Karate Kids or like, you know, the real Karate Kids, it really doesn't make sense. And I know it's not hard to connect the stories from like the 80s to now, but they do a really good job of it. And I really like it and I recommend it. And yes, you need to watch seasons two and three. Season three, it's like a little like, oh, this is kind of annoying, but it picks up. Don't worry. So I started watching the, you know, everybody always talks about you got to watch all the Marvel movies, right? And you got to follow along in that universe. And I'm like, all right, cool. I've done that. I've been there. But you know what I haven't done in a long time? Gone back into the X-Men universe. So I'm watching X-Men in chronological order. I watched X-Men First Class. I watched X-Men Days of Future Past. I watched X-Men Origins Wolverine. I also watched Dark Phoenix, which was not great. Um, And then I'm going to now watch X-Men from 2000 and then X2 and then x-men last stand and then i'm gonna watch the wolverine and then logan i don't want to brag but that sounds uh really fantastic but my brag is the only x-men movie that has come out that i haven't seen is dark phoenix uh i would watch it but it's not i stopped after apocalypse i watched apocalypse and i was like okay you're really starting to lose me here (laughs) so the ending of apocalypse spoiler alert the ending of apocalypse is like pretty much the ending of dark phoenix like it's just it's a gene gray like i don't know the ending of apocalypse was weird to me because all of a sudden it turned out to be a gene gray movie out of nowhere it was like the whole time like gene gray was like unleash your powers gene gray and then she did and then the whole movie in dark phoenix is like stop releasing your powers gene gray and then she does and then they're like release the good powers gene gray and then she does like it's so it's <laughs> it's so not great it's really well, not i mean great. it does make sense because like apocalypse was released right before dark phoenix was but yeah uh but i'm excited to watch the original x-men trilogy now i'm at that do you want to watch uh the new mutants i am going to watch new mutants just to round everything off i feel i feel like that's appropriate i think i'll watch that that one is actually trash yeah i heard that's really really bad so i'm I'm excited to watch that and compare to dark phoenix because dark phoenix was my least favorite so far i really Mm. liked um days of future past I really like Days of Future Past 2. I like First Class as well. I thought they did a good job in those two movies. Dark Phoenix is, like, Dark Phoenix did so bad at the box office that they rebranded it on video to X-Men Dark, Dark Phoenix. I feel like, I think it's on HBO, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I still, like, don't want to watch it. That's fair. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm, I want to watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order next. I, think I'm gonna... I did that last year when Pandemic first started. Like, you went, you went like, Captain America, Captain Marvel like that way like based on i don't know i found a list online i don't remember like not not the order that they came out in but the order that they're set in yeah 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 yeah. i'm gonna do that yeah i remember when you did that at the beginning of pandemic i did it the only one that i uh i didn't see like the first hulk like i saw the other hulk but i didn't see like the one where the hulk is a different person the eric banna the eric edward norton hulk 
I saw Edward Norton. I didn't see Eric. Oh, Bana. The, the Eric Bana Hulk. Yeah, yeah, I've seen both. I'll, I'll rewatch them. I'll let you know how my journey goes while I'm while I'm doing that. But it's easy. You just like you pop one out like every night or so. Pop out two, pop two a night. Two. Yeah, shit. Two hours long. Um, but I I remember I had to rent like one of the Spider Mans, but it was just good. It was worth it. It's a it's an enjoyable way to pass time. I dig it. I dig it. I vibe. On that note, Brianna, let's get out of here because ninety day fucking fiance is in a half hour. Yer yer. And I'm gonna make your favorite thing before I start the episode, which is soup. which is soup. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We love you. Hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter, on Discord. We're up in the YouTube's now. Actually, don't fucking hit us up on Instagram. I am boycotting Instagram. Oh yeah, we're restricted from promoting because of our name. Fuck you, Instagram. You. You bitch-ass bitches. Um, We love you, everybody. Brianna, say goodbye. Bye. Uh, Yes, goodbye. Thank you. Thanks, Marjo. Bye. Peace.